Welcome back to the Electrify podcast, brought to you by the creators of Electrify Expo, North America's largest EV festival coming to a major city near you. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Electrify News podcast. I'm your host, Joe Boris. And as I'm sitting here Monday, and there's still a lot here to unpack, but it seems like the Senate has passed the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. Now, a lot of people are really excited about this because it has huge implications in the EV space. First of all, it resets the uh, 200,000 unit cap that GM, Tesla, and Toyota have hit. So that means that those vehicles will now again be eligible for that full $7,500 tax credit. That said, there's some confusing language in here. One of the things that it says is, for example, final assembly. This is a section two thing. The amendments made by subsection B shall apply to vehicles sold after the date of enactment of this act. Now, it says that if the car is not built in North America, it's not eligible for the EV tax credits or at least the full EV tax credits. Now, we can go back and forth on what date of enactment means, but at the end of the day, vehicles that up to now have been enjoying that full $7,500 tax credit, whether that's the VW ID4, the Polestar, those vehicles may not continue to be eligible under the way that it's written now. This really seems to favor like UAW built products like the Ford F-150 Lightning, the upcoming Chevy Silverado EV, and other things that are basically built in the U.S. Now, there's a lot of political reasons for that. Obviously, the the pol- politicians involved are trying to kind of reinvigorate their base. They're trying to show that they're bringing jobs into this country and that they're not shipping production jobs over to China, where right now most of the EV batteries are manufactured and made. There's other language in there, too, that is going to ask for more than just assembly. Like it's not you get a bunch of parts from China or Sweden or Japan and build them in the U.S. They're actually looking for the raw materials for the batteries themselves to be sourced out of North America. That's critically important because right now, August 8th, 2022, as I'm kind of going through the law and trying to understand the implications, there are zero active lithium mines in the United States. So zero ounces will be produced today. Zero ounces of lithium are going to be produced tomorrow, at least in North America. So companies like Snow Lake Lithium which is using you know hydropower to do hard rock mining in, in Canada, those companies are going to become critically important if manufacturers want to get this entire tax credit. How that's going to work out, how that's going to play in terms of bringing in new customers, in terms of if you already have a vehicle on order, but you're not going to receive it for another year after the enactment date, it's it's all a little bit murky and up in the air. But we would be remiss if we didn't just talk about the fact that it passed, right? Because the passing of this is huge. So we're going to have $7,500 tax credits on any electric vehicle or plug-in hybrid that has a battery larger than seven kilowatt hours, as I understand it. We're also going to have up to $40,000 tax credit on large class eight electric semis. So that's going to mean companies like Amazon, companies like waste management, 
companies like over the road trucking companies, RNL, things like that. They're all going to be able to electrify their fleets at a cost that is comparable to the diesel trucks now. Now, in addition to the cost being comparable, they're going to be able to insulate their fleet costs against future volatility in the fuel market because historically, at least historically, right? Because this can always change. Electricity prices have been much more predictable six months, 12 months, 18 months out. So the people who are costing these jobs, who are putting in the bids, they're going to be able to do so with much more accuracy than before. So there's a lot still to be going on. We still have to kind of unpack everything happening here. But for the most part, it seems like this is a big win for electric vehicles and electric cars. It's going to make it a lot easier for consumers, for the average consumer to be able to get into one of these things. And the fact that it's a tax credit at first kind of throws that off and says, well, you know, higher income people tend to have higher tax bills, things like that. And that is certainly something that we need to unpack. But there seem to be provisions here not only for brand new vehicles, but also for used vehicles and secondhand market. So it looks like this is going to be something that will really benefit everybody. Matt Teske and I will be back on in a couple of days. We're going to have some more time to unpack this and we're going to really look into it and answer all the FAQs and get that there. But for right now, I think we can celebrate that it happened. Certainly Toyota is going to be celebrating. Certainly GM is going to be celebrating and certainly Tesla because Tesla more than any other manufacturer already does all this in the United States, right? Like they have the highest made in the USA quotient, you know, that consumer reports or USA today does that award every year. Tesla is always on top. So for them, this is going to be big news. If you own Tesla stock, I'm sure you're having a great morning. Uh, other than that, thanks for listening. We'll be back in a few days with Matt Teske. We'll unpack all of this stuff and uh, that's it. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening to the Electrify podcast brought to you by the creators of Electrify Expo. Be sure to catch full video episodes on YouTube at Electrify TV and follow along on social media for daily clips and more.